Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. So thankful to have you join me today as we continue to walk through the New Testament. And today we are in Acts chapter 7. Now, we wrapped up last time looking at Stephen and the beginning of his testimony. And then in Acts chapter 7, he gives this incredible speech. This is an incredible sermon that basically covers the the history of the nation of Israel. And really, much of it is aimed at uh, their rebellion, their lack of faith. And, uh, and that's all that builds to a culmination to really the end of chapter 7, which is where we're going to be today. And, uh, and let's just jump in here. Acts chapter 7, starting in verse 51. Here is Stephen speaking to, to the, this crowd. He says, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, and all, you always resist the Holy Spirit. He says, As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one. Look here. It says, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. This is where Peter lands his sermon. This is a sermon that clearly describes God's faithfulness to Israel, his working, his uh, his plan of salvation, and ultimately this plan that is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. But but Stephen isn't really, uh, he, he's not really winsome here. He's not really like, hey, uh, you guys should maybe think about this guy, Jesus, a little bit. Look at how he lays into him. Once again, look, look at this text. He calls him stiff-necked uncircumcised in heart for the jewish people circumcision was it was a this this right this it really served as a symbol that they were god's people he says you might have it externally but your heart you're not really god's people he says you always resist the holy spirit he talks about their fathers who killed the prophets persecuted them and then he says that they have now betrayed the righteous one he calls them murderers this is the people of God who actually had the law of God delivered. They should know. They should have expected. They should have accepted. And they have rejected the Christ. They have rejected Jesus. Well, the text continues. He says, Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. This is this is their anger. He says, But he full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of God or the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. This is their response. Their teeth, they're grinding their teeth. I just want you to get that image in your mind. They're so mad. that You can hear their teeth grinding one against another, top jaw against bottom. Their teeth are being ground down because they are full of anger because they're being presented with the truth of the gospel, because they're being confronted with their rebellious hearts and their their sin because there is now this clear this clear proclamation that they have rejected the one that they should have embraced and in that 
Stephen, he, he's able to see Jesus standing in the right hand of the Father. He, he says this out loud and, and, uh, and the crowd responds. He says, And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. We'll come back to him. It says, And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now Saul, we're going to pick up, actually is going to begin to talk about him and his conversion. We'll, we'll see that more. But, but here's what I want us to see. Stephen, he, in this moment of persecution, in this moment where he was staring down the barrel of death, right? Uh, as all these people were stoning him. He put his faith in Christ. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. His hope was in Christ. His, his trust was in Christ. His security was in Christ. He, he was in a terrible situation and yet he trusted in Christ. And then, and then you hear what else he prayed? Don't, don't hold this sin against them. He's, he says, do, do not hold this sin against them. This is, this is paralleling Jesus' forgive them for they know not what they do. You know what Stephen's doing here? He's loving his enemy. He he would he would love. Uh, this is this is mind blowing. He 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 has just called them to the carpet. You stiff necked people, uncircumcise his heart. But but why was he doing this? Was he doing it so he can judge them or to stand in a, as an authority over them? He was doing this to aim their hearts toward Christ. His motivation his motivation was thoroughly love. He wanted them to trust Jesus. He wanted them to be saved. He, he is headed to heaven. Jesus is going to receive his spirit. And you know what Stephen's last prayer is? It's ultimately that these people that are killing him end up with him in heaven. Wow. This is powerful. This is the Christian life in action. This is our, our ancient way for our modern day. It is, it is, first of all, a life that is lived unashamedly proclaiming the truth of the gospel. It's calling sin, sin. Calling the unrepentant to repentance. Calling those who resist God to trust and believe in God. This is, this is the, the ancient way for our modern day. It's to live a bold, declarative life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's to do it with not our ego at the forefront, not us being right at the forefront, not us having this, this power over someone as the, the chief motivation. It is doing this ultimately, desiring that those who resist the Lord would trust him and be saved. That's why Jesus says, pray for your enemies. And he says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Here's your example. Stephen being persecuted. Stephen being martyred. Stephen loving his enemies and praying for them. And 
it's not by accident that Saul, who who is the Greeks know as Paul, it's not by accident he's here. He's seeing this. He's yet to trust in Christ. That's coming. But you got to believe this is going to make an impression on him. This is going to impact his ministry as he ends up writing like half the New Testament. This is going to impact his ministry greatly. We don't know the results of loving our enemies. We, we might feel like all they ever do is resist us. Stephen never on this side of heaven saw the results of him loving his enemies. But it had results. It had results. So this is our ancient way for our modern day. Don't shy away from proclaiming the truth of the gospel. Don't be timid about it. Be, be bold. And, and when facing persecution and when facing the consequence, the, the earthly consequence of, of being one who proclaims the gospel, put your hope in Christ. And then ultimately, ultimately, love your enemies even as they persecute you.